everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we have a great episode for you today. We're talking all about time management. This is a question we get asked a lot. I feel like we say that every episode. Can you imagine if we just opened an episode and we were like, we have an okay episode for you today. We gave it a 50% effort. This episode is shit. No, this one's good. It's a good one. This is a good one. I don't know why. I don't. I feel like we only say it's really good if we have a guest. We don't usually mm-hmm. say that the Just Us episodes are really good. By popular demand, we're talking about time management. Yes. But before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by Night Pillow. Night Pillow is our favorite pillow, and we literally couldn't sleep without ours. We're going to tell you more about it later in the episode, but if you want one, you can take 20% off using code BOP20 at discovernight.com. So Grace, before we talk about time management, I'd like to hear your high. My high was that we just came off of a long weekend, which was lovely. So um, long weekends are just so nice, especially when they actually feel long. Like we had your birthday brunch. We had, um, I had a day where I just spent the whole day reading. I went on a fun date. I saw my sister. I hung out with my niece, Zoe, who is like my best little friend. I love her so much. And um, I just relaxed. Oh, and today was my new assistant, Lauren's first day. And it's nice to have some help, like, for the foreseeable future. That's amazing. You always have interns, not assistants. Yeah. So I hope, like, she has a real email address. She's Lauren at the Stripe. It's very official. Send her an email. Welcome her to the crew. (laughs) Oh, my God, you guys. Send emails to Lauren at thestripe.com. That'll be hilarious. Um, No, don't. But Or do, if you want. But, Yeah. I have a real team member. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. It's only 20 hours a week, but it makes a huge, I think it's going to make a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. How about you? Okay. I have two highs. The first is it was my birthday over the weekend and happy birthday. Guys, if you want to give Becca a birthday present, all she wants is a podcast review. That's all she wants. What if I wanted something different? You don't get it. You get a podcast review. What if I want them to buy tickets to our live show? Or that. Okay. Do both. I don't like you speaking for me here. (laughs) It's very patronizing. Anyway, it was my birthday over the weekend. We had a birthday, a little birthday brunch, which was really fun. And then we like day drank afterwards. And I don't know. It was just, it was a good long weekend. I felt very loved. Also, I was so stressed over the weekend because I'm supposed to go to Palm Beach this week. And there was a hurricane heading straight for it so I was really freaking out I was like playing amateur meteorologist and just checking the weather every five minutes to see what was going on um and I think we are in the clear not that I'm like rooting for it to hit somewhere else like another city but I think it's just gonna like go out it was over the Bahamas and like I've the pictures I saw were crazy but I think it at least right now it doesn't look like it's gonna do much and just kind of like stay off the coast because yeah i was like literally looking down the barrel of the gun of planning a last minute bachelorette party for 19 people oh my god if we had to cancel it and would you have lost all your money i don't know i'm so relieved i'm so relieved that it seems okay i'm sure flights are gonna be a pain in the ass and everyone's gonna be delayed but it seems like it's a go i can i can (laughs) relax a little bit because i was not relaxed about this how about on the low front on the low front I'm very tired. I did not really do much work this weekend. And then today I woke up and it was like month end. It was my assistant's first day. So we were doing training. I had so many things I've just forgotten to do. And I'm like, 
usually pretty buttoned up and organized and I feel like, ah, uh, like there is so much to do that I haven't done. You know what it sounds like you need? What? Some time management tips. It does sound like that. You know what it sounds like is that I should not be giving time management tips. Well, hey, we're not experts. Well, we have advice. What are What is your low? Oh, so my low is that last Friday I did a stupid thing. So my license was expiring on my birthday. And I'm flying this week. So I was like, I need a new license. I mean, I have a passport, so I can use that. Yeah. So I thought that I was being very smart by going to the DMV on the Friday of a holiday weekend. Because I thought that everyone would be out of town and not at the DMV. Mm. Not true. I got there at 2 o'clock. I did not leave until 7.30. That. There was no air conditioning. And at one point, about three hours in, the automatic number calling system broke. So they just had to organize everyone by number manually. It was so intense. But I was like, at at some point, I was like, well, I'm like two and a half hours in. Like, I got to stick it out now. Yeah. I stayed there for so long. I was so miserable. I, I had a book with me, so that's good at least. But yeah. afterwards, there was a Buffalo Wild Wings. It was at um, Atlantic Terminal. And I was like, I deserve everything. I'm miserable. What'd you get? I got like Buffalo, boneless Buffalo Wings. Yum. So good. It was great. Yeah. You know what I've been doing as a snack or like for breakfast sometimes, which is gross? Ooh. I take an English muffin and I smother it in Frank's red hot sauce. And then I put like a little bit of grated cheese on it. And then I just toast it. And, like, until the cheese melts? I mean, I don't think that's that weird. Like, when I make scrambled eggs, it's basically just a vehicle for hot sauce. Interesting. I like that idea. That's a little healthier than my English muffin with cheese. There is this hot sauce. I need to order more of it. Have you been to Hedonist? No, I haven't. I I walked by by it last night. Yeah. Um, There is this hot sauce they sell in California that they do not sell anywhere else. It's called the pepper plant. And it's really chunky, which sounds gross and garlicky. But it's so good. And I order it on Amazon from this gourmet market. Yeah. And this is like a long time obsession of mine. Yeah. I need to order more and I will share it with you so you can try it. It's the best on eggs. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh, it's so good. I just like Frank's Red Hot Sauce. It's so basic, but so good. I like Tapatio too, which you can't get here either. Mm. I have to order that on Amazon That's too. That's too spicy for me. No, I love Tapatio. Mm. So we're not doing great at time management in this episode now that we've spent seven and a half minutes on our intro and yeah, at least a minute on hot sauces. We've got something like. important to talk about. We do. Our live shows. And can we tell them about two of our guests? Yeah, you take that surprise and I'll take the next announcement. Okay. So we have our live show lineup. They're all on badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live. So we're coming to D.C., Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas and Atlanta. And I'm going to tell you two of our guests. So we're working on lining up an amazing panel of guests in every city. But in San Francisco, Jasmine Guillory will be joining us. If you're a longtime listener, you know this is a big deal because I like have been blowing up her DMs for over a year. We are such super fans. We love her so much. We've had a book club um, around one of her books, The Proposal. And then also in Philadelphia, we have Joe Piazza joining us. And we are also super fans of Joe. She wrote Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win. And we did a book club around that as well. So these are like two of our all-time favorite author heroes 
So coming. if you would like to see us fangirl over our favorite authors and probably forget how to say words, you should come to these shows. Yes. com slash live. And we'll be announcing the rest. They're going to be similar in caliber for all the other cities, too. And there's more guests in each city, too. Yes. But. Like at least three. Another announcement that's been a long time coming. We finally have our New York date set. It is November 1st. Oh my there was God. a big back and forth drama. I didn't think this was happening. Me either. It's going to be at Gramercy Theater, which we're so excited about. This is huge. On November 1st. And tickets go on public sale. There's a pre-sale. They're on pre-sale now. They go on public sale on Friday the 13th, which yes. is generally a spooky day. And our tickets are good luck. Yeah, so if you don't want to have bad luck on Friday the 13th, buy a ticket. We'll remind you on social, but we had so much fun at our last New York show. It's going to be It's going to be wild. It's the day after Halloween, so we're going to wear costumes. We're not. Grace is going to wear a costume. It's going to be a costume party. It's not. I will be dressed as a goldfish, probably. If you would like to see Grace Atwood dressed as a goldfish, you should come. Badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live. Goldfish. Maybe I'll go as a goldfish cracker this year instead of a, a fuzzy goldfish like my other one. This got weird. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's well, talk about time management. Let's. So you said that this is something you're you're having some problems with. Before we get into this, just like give me a scale of one to ten. How well would you say you have time management mastered? I don't have delegating mastered. That's my problem. I have so much work and so much of it is like super menial. Like people are always like blogging is not hard. No, it's not hard, but there's so much work. Like there's so much administrative stuff. There's so much back and forth. I, well, I'm going to give you a, probably a one on following the rules because that wasn't a number. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to say I'm about a six. Okay. How about you? I think I'm good at time management. I think I'm like an eight or a nine. That's great. I think, I, yeah. I would be better if I, if I didn't have DMs because I get I feel like I have to go in and reply on Instagram and then I derail my whole day. Excuses, <laughs> excuses, excuses. All right. So walk me through how you structure and manage your day to day. Like, what is your? I don't necessarily want to know the activities, although you could tell me that, but I want to know like how you go about it. Okay, so I'm usually up um, like at like 7.30 and I like start my day at like 8. At 7.30, I kind of am scrolling DMs. I'm looking at my phone. I'm stretching. I'm petting my cat. I'm feeding him. I'm giving him some love so that There's he knows that I love There's an entire episode on morning routines that you can listen to. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I'm usually at my desk for most of the morning like from 8 until 11.30. In an ideal day, I go to yoga from 12 to 1. And then it really depends on the day of the week. Like on Mondays, I try to be at my desk the whole day. I don't take any meetings. I have a photo shoot. And I just focus on creating content and like getting work done and like getting blogs post written, getting photos edited, doing the actual shoot with Carter. It's like my content day. I try to make Wednesdays my meeting day. So on Wednesdays, I'll do like calls and meetings. I try to make most 
meetings into calls because I hate taking a meeting to something that's not tied to a partnership. Like, I know that sounds a little ruthless, but I feel like there's in, in this industry, every publicist is like, let's have a meeting. And I'm like, what about like, what is the actual business purpose of this meeting? And there usually isn't one. It's just to like shoot the shit and maybe for them to show me like this new pair of shoes or something, which that's just like for me to spend half an hour on the subway to get in and then sit with them for an hour and then take another half that then two hours of your day are gone. And for what? So I try not to have a lot of meetings. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm overly ruthless with my time there. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I usually will have podcast stuff. I will be working with my, it was an intern, now I have an assistant, um, and like creating stuff together there. I'm usually at my desk. She's usually at her desk. And she, I let her go at like three because I usually have afternoon stuff or like a lot of times I'll have a work dinner or a work meeting. And I like to have like a couple hours before that to like kind of decompress. And then Fridays I keep open. So if I have a last minute project that I have to do, I can do that. If I want to take a lunch meeting with, with somebody, I can do that. Fridays is like my chill day. And when would you say you are most productive? Well, that's the problem. It's at night and early in the morning. Because early in the morning, no one's emailed you or bugged you yet. So you can just like get a lot done without looking at your inbox. At night, I'm a creative and I love like my brain like turns on at like 8 p.m. And this is bad for it's bad for it's a bad lifestyle to live. Like you shouldn't be coming home from dinner or drinks and be like, you know what? I'm going to write a blog post now. Like that's not a good life to live. Well, I mean, you do work for yourself. So you that you have that option. I do. But especially like I really do want to like be in a relationship and date. And it's not like having done this last year and been up late working most nights, it's not conducive to that. And also, like, it's really nice to not have plans and, like, go to yoga from 6.30 to 7.30, like, come home, eat dinner, and, like, put on a movie. Yeah. Like, I love when I actually do that. I'm so happy. When I'm at my desk at 9 p.m. writing and getting a draft done or something, of course that happens because a lot of times I have deadlines and there's just not enough time in the day to do everything. But um, I find that I'm just so much happier when I don't work at night. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But I'm also, I feel like I'm better at my job at night, if that makes any sense. That's an interesting predicament to be in. Yeah. But I have found, like, I used to, if you asked me about mornings, like, even a year ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I start at nine. Like, even just starting working at, like, eight, I feel like I'm so much more productive. Interesting. Yeah. Because I don't look at my inbox. I, like, go right into, like, creating something or, like, working on a project. Oh, we have very different styles. Yeah. Well, you email, like, early. Like I usually, when I get, when I get into my Gmail, I've usually got like five to 10, well, a bunch of messages from you. Yeah. Well, I feel like you tackle your inbox first thing. Not necessarily. So I usually get up between 7.30 and 8. I would say I usually start working between 9 and 9.30. And those so you are- get like fully ready? No, not okay. necessarily. What do you do between... Well, we ha- we did our morning routine episode. I don't want to I be- mean, I drink coffee and I like scroll Instagram or like I will read a chapter of the book I'm reading or I really can't account for that time. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing for an hour and a half? Sometimes I'll take a shower and then like I don't usually... It depends what I'm doing that day, but I don't yeah. usually, like, get ready in the morning. I don't I usually either. work in pajamas or whatever. I love to work in pajamas till, like, 11.30, go to yoga from 12 to 1, and then shower after that. Yeah. So I would say I start at 9 or 9.30, and generally speaking, I have to do an inbox triage. I cannot – I know that this is contrary to every productivity tip that exists, but if I feel like my email is hanging over my head, I can't 
I can't relax. Like, yeah. it stresses me out. I can't yeah. do anything else. So first thing I have to do is, like, go through my inbox. And I don't necessarily have to do everything in there, but I try to tackle all the things that are, like, small, easy, that are just, like, I can reply in less than a minute. Yeah. If there's bigger things, I'll star them. And I'm really I'm a big fan of stars in Gmail. Yeah. I can talk about that later. I won't necessarily do all of them, but I will go through it. And yeah. Reply to things. And I, I don't know about you. I know it, maybe this stresses you out more. I feel like I email you when I don't need an immediate answer and I text you when I need an immediate answer. You kind of reply instantaneously regardless i'm like way too in my inbox but i feel like an email is more polite because then i'm like oh you can respond to it whenever i feel that way too which i was talking to lauren today and i've talked to former interns about this the younger generation like they love to text about to do's they don't even look at their emails wrong i don't understand lauren does not do that because i was like do you keep your email on your phone when i interviewed her and she's like yeah of course i was like great we're on the same page so i feel like i'm most productive in the morning and then i feel like i get steadily less productive through the day okay so once i've gone through my inbox and like taking care of everything hanging over my head i will kind of just like go down my to-do list of things that i need to do and generally speaking i work best when I have big chunks of time. I am not great at working when I have like an hour and then a call and then an hour or you know like I have to like I have an hour to work and then I have to go somewhere like I can't really get into a groove. So my ideal is right now I work with three different clients and one day a week I'm in-house at Birchbox from nine to two and then my other days Wednesdays I have calls pretty much all day. And then I like to have Monday and Thursday a little more open to just do work. And I do really well if I could just like crank through things. Yeah. Like not leave for lunch, not leave for a workout class, just like do it. And then I like to have a relaxing Friday. Yeah. Where if I can get all my work done in time, great. To be honest, recently I've been traveling a lot of Fridays. So yeah, I'm like working from a plane, but I like am not banking on being seriously productive on a Friday. So yeah. That's kind of how I set up my day-to-day. I guess that's just like a context question. Yeah. But okay, talk to me about what are your biggest struggles with time management? Like, who's the enemy? The enemy for me is things that take up pieces of my calendar that don't aren't meaningful or important. And I think... Like what? Meetings. They're, everyone just wants to have a meeting. I probably work with like 200 different publicists and they all want to have meetings about their new products or things they're working on. And I'm just like, and now that we have the podcast, I get a lot of, we saw you have a podcast. We'd love to have a meeting. And I'm like, what do you want to have a meeting about? So I try and turn the meetings into phone calls. I try to, I just hate wasting time. How do you evaluate what what you say yes and no to. I ask them for more information and I say, and usually it's just like, oh, we just want to show you like our new launches and like it's a beauty product or like something that like I can look at the press release and I say, send me a sample. I'll, I'd be happy to like take a look at it and try it out. I, I feel like I sound like a bitch because I just, since moving to Brooklyn, I cannot get into the city every day to meet, to learn about a new product. Like I have to create six blog posts a week. We have the podcast. We have the tour that we're planning. There is not enough hours in the day to take all of these meetings. So I okay, struggle with- Wait, real- I'm having trouble keeping up here. Yes. Give me the pie chart. If you divided your work into pie sections, yes. what would they be? 
in terms of like writing blog posts, shooting content, like DMs, like what does that pie chart of things that you need to do look like? And like how much of your week does your need to do stuff take up? About 60 hours. I li- I without meetings. Out, without meetings. I actually have a blog post that maybe I'll have this blog post go live the day that the um, episode drops. Okay. I listed it all out, like how much time I spend shooting, writing, all the admin stuff of setting posts up. Because like a lot goes into that, like taking the images, sizing them down. Uh, the featured image on my homepage needs to be a certain size. The images in the post have to be a certain size. Um, pulling the affiliate links, all of that. Then I usually have to do brand reporting and get... At for any sponsored post, I have to pull reports and things. I respond to every comment on my blog. I respond to every Instagram comment on my feed. I respond to every DM, which I might stop doing. <laughs> um, I respond to everything. And responding to everything is about like three hours a day when okay. all is said and done. Seven days a week, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really on the week. I, I do on the weekends. It's more leisurely. It feels less like work. So it's like 21 hours a week. 21 hours out of 60 hours is responding to things. Yes. That might be a time management issue. Yes. Okay. I see this is like Grace needs And help. so does the <laughs> podcast come into the 60 hours or no? Yes. I would okay. say it does. I'm like trying to think because things have changed a lot. Like when I wrote this post a while back, um, the podcast wasn't taking up as much time as it is Mm. now. We've really put a lot more time into it the past like six months, I'd say. So not to put words in your mouth, but it's like you have a full time, you have a full plate without any extra stuff, without any meetings, without any. Yeah. And now I have someone helping me 20 hours a week. So I'm hoping it gets to a point where the 20 hours she's spending are 20 hours less than I can spend. And my problem with training someone is that it's always, you know, you can do it faster yourself if you just do it yourself. And I have to just let things go and realize it might take somebody who's helping me longer because at the end of the day, like, I need to not work so much. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is meetings. The problem – well, yeah. I mean, the problem is there's too much administrative stuff. So I have someone – starting to help me other problem is is just all the meetings and all of the emails like everyone wants something at all times and it usually isn't gonna even be something I get something out of well frankly I think that's the same in any a lot of jobs yeah no I agree yeah the emails are more intense than any job I have I've had like at Bobble Bar or PNG or Cody like it's just constant and everyone, and if you don't reply to like somebody's event or party, then they follow up the next day and are like, why, why didn't you write me back about this party that I invited to you that is totally irrelevant to what I do? See, I feel like I sound like a bitch. So I don't I think you sound that. like a bitch. I'm just trying to understand. I want to understand your circumstance. My circumstance is I'm overwhelmed. Okay. <laughs> so you need some tips. Yeah. So I do need tips. Um, and please don't DM me tips because that's part of the problem. Is the DM. Psychically transmit tips to Grace. (laughs) So, okay. So I think it's interesting because I think we have different problems. So for me, the biggest struggle I have with time management is that since I've started working with different clients, the biggest issue for me is that priorities don't always mesh. Because I have three clients that I do work for, plus business development, plus the podcast and like personal admin stuff. Yeah. So my biggest struggle is that I think I'm very good at time management, but because when you work for one company, generally speaking, there's a CEO or there's somebody who is like prioritized goals and vision. But when you have three different clients plus personal projects, sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, everyone needs something today. And there is one of me. And how do I 
So some weeks I... you might have nothing, and then some weeks you have so much. No, it's not that I have nothing, but it's some days like it's a Monday, and everyone is like, I want to have a a call or like we need I need to get things done for a bunch of different people so I feel like the prioritization is less intuitive when you're working for multiple companies versus a single company because you know like I work for three companies I'm not like one of them is more important than the other two you know so that's been one of my struggles is that I have like five different swim lanes and there's not like and of course like there's not necessarily visibility between them we're like when one client needs something, they're not like, oh, I bet like three other people need something right now. Yeah, they're just like, I need something. Exactly. So that's been tough for me. Um, and then the other two things I think are like more temporary slash situational. I mean, first thing is, is that we've been, tra- we, I have been traveling a lot since May. And so I keep trying to cram a full work week into like a three day week. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. So that's tough. That's a problem of my own making. And I'm just like realize that on weeks that I travel, I have to just like work harder on the other days to make it all work out. But yeah. it definitely makes time management harder when you're like, cool, I don't have a five day week. I have a three day week. Yeah. Then the podcast is becoming a bigger chunk of time and not to complain at all. But I think we're in that like messy middle part. It's hard because we're putting so much more energy into it. Yeah. Like we're taking it a lot more seriously. It. We're working really hard at it, but it isn't necessarily like from a money perspective, the equivalent of a client where it's like, okay, well, I'll work on the podcast this much and not have an additional client. So in that way, like it's temporary. And I think it will all come together, but like it's still a passion project. Yeah. In a lot full of ways. On. So those are kind of that's kind of like my struggles that I'm dealing with time management wise. So I mean I guess that's like kind of the context part. Let's take an ad break and then I want to talk about tips and tools and strategies. This is so dorky. I'm so excited. Maybe you'll help me. Because I, I I don't know. I don't know. I have some good tips. I think that like the cal- structuring my calendar has really helped. Well, let's talk about night pillow first, because I think one of the biggest tips is to get a good night's sleep. Yes. I am a monster if I don't sleep enough. Oh, my God. I need like a full eight, maybe nine hours. Same. Same. So let's talk more about night pillow. I've been sleeping with my night pillow for four years, um, long before they had ever become a sponsor. Um, So I've had a lot of time to test it out, and I'm obsessed. So it has been called the most comfortable pillow in the world by celebrities and influencers, and it's a memory foam pillow with a silk case. And I had never slept on a memory foam pillow before I started using the night pillow. And basically, it's kind of like your head squishes into the pillow and it like forms to your head, but it doesn't flatten out like a pancake. Yes. And it's not too, a lot of memory foam pillows are too thick. So you end up like with like a weird like wonky neck issue. No, it's perfect. Shape for your head. It's perfect. Then it has a silk pillowcase. And if you, you've probably read about this all over the place, that silk pillowcases are so much better for your hair and for your skin. Mm-hmm. So it prevents breakage, but it also helps to preserve a blowout. Double win. It's also good for wrinkles. Yeah. So we, um, we've been talking about this pillow for so long. And the number one question we always get is, is it worth the money? So we get it. It's $150, but you do spend a third of your life asleep. So it's kind of an important investment. And the other thing I love about Night Pillow is that they have a great return policy. They're not trying to trick you into buying this expensive pillow. They're like, you're going to like this. You get 100 nights to sleep on it. And if you're not happy, you can send it back and get a full refund. Yeah. And like, you're not going to want to, but you have that option. So let me tell you a quick story. 
So I had a friend staying with me last weekend and she listens to the podcast and I, you know, we talk about night pillow all the time and she's like, I'm sleeping on this pillow. I only have one. I was like, okay, it's yours. She was like, it's not, it's not that good. It's not going to be great. Yeah. Next morning. She's like, no, you were right. She was like, I slept like an angel. That was wonderful. I honestly think trying is believing it. If you're on the fence, buy it. If you don't like it, return it. But like, I think you need to test it out because I can't describe it any better way than like, I'm obsessed with it and it's so comfortable. Well, that's how I discovered mine was staying at my friend Jill's house. She had it. And she's like, you can't sleep with this. I only have one, but it's amazing. And I like napped with it. And I was like, I want to have this in my life forever and ever. But anyways, it's the best pillow. If you're ready to try it yourself, visit discovernight.com to learn about the night pillow and take 20% off using code BOP20. So again, that's 20% off your order at discovernight.com with promo code BOP20. So number one tip, get eight hours of sleep. Yes. But Grace, what are your other tips slash hacks slash apps slash tools? Like tech bro at me. Okay. What do you got? So I don't, I'm like very old school. Like I write a lot down. Like I have little index cards and everything, like everything has a card and I, they're like all over on my desk right now. I really like having things written down versus like electronic. Like I have the to-do list or to-do app. It was spelled T-E-U-X-D-E-A. A-U-X, like to a duh, I want to say. Molly Chen got me into it years ago, and I liked it because it was so straightforward. But I like writing things down and crossing things off, and then at the end of the day, making a new card for the next day. I really do well when I block off my calendar, and I feel like I got that from you. I have a lot to say about calendaring. I block off my calendar, like, pretty religiously. Like, Monday, it's, like, from 8 until 6. Like, it's, like, blocked. Like, nobody talk to me then like what I've also started doing with um with Lauren is we like one to two weeks out we'll block off when she's coming in so then I block that off and I know that that's just like solid working time where there's no meetings no phone calls we're just gonna sit and we're gonna work and we're gonna create content and um I'm gonna teach her things then um I would say batching tasks is one of my favorite things. So like Carter and I will sit and we'll shoot everything for like the next week or two in like an hour or two on Monday. Um, I will write, I'll try and like set up a bunch of posts all at once. I will rename images all at once, like, cause there's, you know, for SEO and all of that, I'll do like all of my different tasks all at once. So I'll add, I'll do like adding the SEO details for like five different blog posts at once, like adding in all of the affiliate links for, and like widgets and things all at once. So just doing that for like multiple posts at a time has been really, really effective for me. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I think it's just like a lot of handwritten um, lists and blocking off my calendar and then being really organized in Dropbox, but I don't think Dropbox counts as time management. No, probably not. No, because you said apps and like Dropbox is like the app I like live on. It's like a productivity app, I guess. So it like helps you work, but yeah. it's not. The other thing helps you manage your time. that's really helped me is that whenever I have a brand collaboration, I put all the social media stuff immediately, like as I send them the draft into Planoly, um, which is the social media scheduling tool I use. So it's just there because I find that I often forget or like things get lost and Mm -hmm. I can just go and take their edits and apply it to the stuff that's in Planoly already. So it's just like one, it's like such a simple thing, but it takes two minutes, the time I'm sending the draft to just also put it in Planoly versus like poking around for like God knows how long to try and find something. Yeah. 
So trying to be like more forward thinking on that front. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. I don't have like a lot of, I'm not like a, a techie person. Okay. I love, I love handwritten lists and I love having a new list that I make at the end of the day for the next day. Me too. Then I feel like I'm in control of my day a little Mm -hmm. better. What about you? You have a long list. I have a long list. This is a topic I feel passionate about. So the thing that I feel the most passionate about is calendar blocking. Yeah. So there's two parts to this. Yeah. So the first part is that in an ideal world, before I put anything else in my calendar, I put in blocks for like the most important things that I need to do. So whether that's like writing a proposal or reporting or you know whatever the task is it's like put those things in first before I start adding on meetings or calls or anything like that where it's like the first layer of my calendar is like here's the work I need to get done yeah and so it's like I have a to-do list but then I also know that like for instance on Monday I have to do reporting for two of my clients so it's like I have a recurring block that like is every week on Monday and it's like already in my calendar oh, that's just really to make, smart just to make sure that I don't block over it because I agree with you that sometimes there's like so many asks for your time and in my case it's mostly client related so it's like I'm getting paid for it but it's like it's easy to get caught up in those and not have time for the more important things yeah and like that's where you end up working late or working on the weekends where you're like oh shit I need to like fill I need to like backfill hours so I try to have like the base of my calendar for a week or like two weeks in advance be like here are the things that I need to do I make the blocks gray I have like a very intense color coding system on my calendar where it's like gray is like time that I've set aside to do something but it's not like real time okay and then I have orange is meetings that are out of the house so that I like can see so then the second part to blocking my calendar is that if I have to do things and this is like so the first part is like here are the things that I know I need to do every week or every month so it's like that is the basis of my calendar or if I know that I have like a big project coming up or something like that like gray tasks in my calendar a couple weeks in advance then the second layer is like as I'm planning my week my calendar is literally like a wall-to-wall block because I will put everything in my calendar. So like if I have a meeting, I will not only put the meeting in, but then I will put transit time for a half an hour before and after. Like if I have to run an errand, I will put it in my calendar. Like we'll literally put everything in just to be like, it has a place, it has a time. And then I'm not like overscheduling myself. And then I'm like, oh crap, I also have to do this stuff. So I'm like very insane about my calendar like I'm just gonna show like my this is a bad example because I'm gone for two days and Monday was a holiday yeah but like usually my calendar is just like it's very pretty yeah it's like really nice wall to wall blocks and that's like that is how I organize my day I am embarrassed because I don't even know how to color code things in gmail i have a very intense color coding system like teal is workouts the other thing I love to do and I feel like this is why I've kind of fallen out of my workout routine is like when I lived in the city and I was a member at New York Pilates, I would book all of my classes at the beginning of the month for the month. So they were already in there. And then I would move it, obviously, if something important came up. Yeah. But otherwise, it was like it was already in there. I like that. And then I just, you know, and then you just plan around the other things that you know you have to do. Yeah. So you're not just like, oh, yeah, I can take these four calls. And you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So calendar blocking, I feel very passionately about. Second thing is... 
I keep two to-do lists because I think a lot of my I do anxiety too. comes from fear that I will forget something mm-hmm. or like just like something will keep circling in my mind and like if I write it down it will go away totally so I keep two to-do lists and the first one is like near-term things it is things that I need to do today and sometimes during a day I will go through like five or six iterations of that because I'll either add new to-dos or like cross things off and it gets messy and I I keep it on these post-it notes they're like these big line post-it notes and Grace calls them my serial killer notes. Your writing is what makes it a serial killer. It's just so neat. I have incredible penmanship. It's like it's a, a compliment. I don't know. It's really I'm gonna Instagram one of your to-do lists next time I'm up there. Sure. I will link the post-it notes that I use in the show notes. They are like large post-it notes that I get on Amazon that I feel incredibly passionately about. Oh my God, I found the coolest post-it notes for you when I was looking for your birthday present, but I was like, she won't like them. No. They're not big enough. It's not. They were like book related. They were really cute. I'm sure they would be great, but like I have dog related ones, but it's like I like the plain lined ones. I used to be such a nightmare when I worked at an office because I would like try to explain to whoever was doing the order where I was like, I need these. It's just like these specific (laughs) ones, like this size. Serial killer ones. Serial killer ones. So I keep two to-do lists. The first one is like things that I need to do now. It is like my today list. Mm -hmm. And then I have a second list that is like, here are things I need to do that either like don't have a time limit on them or that I just don't want to forget. Where like right now I need to order um, two, I need to send in two pictures to be framed from FrameBridge. So it's not like urgent. It's like a personal thing. It's just like, but I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to forget about that. So I have it on my second to-do list. So it's like just there. It's out of my brain and I'm like I can relax a little Mm -hmm. so I have a second to-do list and that just like is longer term things I do that too I have one per day and then I have one of like just like all the things I need to and I have another one actually that's just follow-ups like so I jot it down when I know that I need to follow up with someone so my follow-up system mostly exists in gmail so I use the uh priority inbox so my inbox has three categories it has unread at the top then it has starred messages in the middle, and then it has unstarred messages at the bottom. You're going to have to teach me how this works. I will show you, and I'll, I can take a screenshot of my inbox on when this goes live. And then with the stars, you can set different colors. So I have three colors. I'm insane. So I use three colors. I use red, yellow, and purple. Can you guys tell who the Virgo is here and who the yeah. Libra is? I'm like, I'm letting everyone down, and I'm a mess. And you're like... This is how you organize things by color. Oh, yeah. So I use three colors. In my mind, red means like urgent. You have to deal with this. Purple is that it's not that I have to reply to the email, but it like there's some there's like a task that I have to do that's related to it. So whether that's like pay my rent or like return something or call someone, it's like a task, but it's not an email that I have to respond to. And then yellow or just like don't forget and then I have unstarred ones. And I'm like, I'm not an inbox zero person, but I'm a one page inbox person. Okay. If my inbox goes more than a page, I like flip my I'm the my same lid. way. It can't be over 50. Yeah. It flipped my lid. But yeah. I'm not an inbox zero person. Oh my God. I'm at 69 right now. <gasps> yeah. I'm not happy Scandalous. about that. Yeah. Um, and then a couple little things. So I like the notes app. I take notes everywhere because it's on my phone and my computer. So it's really easy for me to like when I'm on the subway and I think of something, put it in a note and then it like also comes up on my computer, which I like. 
Um, I also email myself a ton. I do that too. I think I email myself more than anyone emails me where I just like, I'm like, here's the thing you have to do. Like, here's an article. I email myself a ton. I don't know if that's a good productivity tip, but it helps me. Mm -hmm. The last thing is there's this, the only app I was trying to think of an app and I was like, I want to be cool. I know. I want to be young. There's this app. It's so janky. It's called the Daily Habits app. Okay. And again, you can assign a color to different tasks and you can just track it. And so then it comes up with a calendar and you can see either you check it off if it's like something you have to do every day. Like I'll put like take vitamins because otherwise I'll forget. Um, Or I like track my exercise in there so I can like see how many times I worked out in a month or I don't know. Like I... I can't remember what else I've used it for, but it's good for, like, the mundane things that you, like, need to do on some recurring basis that, like, it makes me feel accomplished after I work out to be, like, and I get an orange bubble. Oh, I want that. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I think it helps you to form a habit. And you can set them for anything. So you can be, like, call call mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you want to use it for. But I like that. It's It's a stupid little janky app. It's not fancy, but it, like... It works, in my opinion. Wait, there's so many. What is it called? I think it's just called Daily Habits. Habit or Habits? Um, oh, it's called Daily Goals. Sorry. See, it's good that I asked these hard-hitting questions. It so is. It's called listeners. Daily Goals, and the icon for it is just like eight colored dots. Oh, it's $4. Oh, well, apparently I paid $4 for it sometime like five years ago. I'm going to pay $4, Becca. It better be good. I hope it is. Cool. Well, wait, so we talked a little bit about this, but I want to know how do you deal with distractions like Instagram and email and Slack and text? Because part of your job is Instagram, but then, you know, like all things that are just like a constant stream of pings, like it takes you out of the moment. Yeah. So I think I'm just constantly being pinged, whether it's DMs or emails, and I have to just like put my phone on a charger in the other room and close out of my Gmail. And I don't do that enough. And I think I would be a lot less stressed if I was better at Maybe I need to like calendar block off like two or three hours a day where I put the phone in the other room and close out a Gmail to just work on content. I'm work. I'm getting there. I'm really not. I've, I I was, I gave myself a six and now I'm like, I'm at a three. <laughs> I mean, no, like I definitely have gotten so much better. Like Becca, when I first went full time on my blog, I would say yes to like every meeting with every brand or publicist. And then I would be up till three in the morning writing my next day's blog post. But that's how that works when you first start working for yourself, where I was talking to somebody else who just went freelance last night. And I was like, yeah, at the beginning, it was like, you say yes to everything because you don't, I have all this time. No, because you don't know. You're like, I need to figure out how to make money. Yeah. So you're like, if it could lead to something, like I'm taking it. Yeah. I guess I'm just jaded in that, like, most of these things don't lead to anything. Well, then you just get a better, like, barometer. You, like, yeah. calibrate that. Yeah. And you figure that out. But even, like, on client work at the beginning, it was like, you want to hire me? I want to work for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, three clients is a full plate? I'll take four. Yes. <laughs> you know, where it was like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with all the slack. So Becca has. I can't, Slack is the hardest thing for me. I really dislike slack. Slack is your DMs. Um, it's not as bad as my DMs. So I find... No, I mean, the way I feel about DMs is oh, how you feel about Slack. It's different, though. Yeah. My complaint is different. I find Instagram and email pretty easy to deal with. If I... Instagram, 
I'll like get distracted sometimes and like scroll through Instagram, but like I don't think that's my big problem. Email, I feel like I just have to check it first thing in the morning so that I know that like anything that's stacked up is only a couple hours old and then I can do other things and it doesn't like loom over me. Slack is the worst. I really hate Slack. I hate that it creates notifications. I hate that you can't tell without opening the app and reading them if they're important. That's how I feel about DMs. Like, you can't see, like, oh, this is something, like, that's not that important. But then there's also, like, group channels at most companies. So then you're in channels for, like, marketing or for, like, like analytics or whatever. And you're just like, I'm in so many channels and half of this doesn't pertain to me. Oh, that's so And rough. so it would be, like, as if you were in... 15 very active DM threads. Oh, I'm like in a couple chats, and I want out. I hate them. Where you were like, I have no idea if this is actually something that I need to deal with or if this is like garbage. Oh, yes, that's terrible. So Slack is really hard. I have it on my phone because a lot of my clients are very Slack dependent. Yeah. And I get it. Like a lot of companies use Slack to cut down on email, um, especially like big companies where there are tons of CCs. But... Slack is the thing that I struggle the most with. Texts, for better or for worse, I, like, just read and respond in the moment. And, Mm -hmm. like, I don't usually find that that takes me out of things. No, text, I don't get enough text to do that. And if I do get a text, it's usually you telling me something that I need to do, like, immediately. Or um, it's, like, from a boy or from my mom or my family group text. And I want to, like, take that break. Yeah, but it doesn't, I don't find that text distracts me nearly as much as email. No. The volume just is, like, much smaller for me. I don't get a lot of texts. Even my really active group text that I'm in with all my college friends, like, I, I have that on mute, though. From my, I have a really active family group text, so I have it on mute, and I check in, like, a couple times a day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Texts don't stress me out. So, okay, I want to talk about working nights and weekends, because I know that this is one of your bad habits. <laughs> this is where I start to cry. No, I'm getting better. I really am working on because I've just realized that I really do want to be in a relationship. And I know that I can't if I'm like working nights, like maybe, you know, like once a week, it's fine. But I can't be doing this like thing where every night at like 9 p.m. I'm at my desk. Yeah. It's also not good for your mental health. I well, it's interesting because I think I set this boundary for myself before I went freelance where I felt myself being burnt out and I was like, I need to not work on nights and weekends so that like I can go home and restore. Yeah. So I feel like it was already a habit I had, but like, I feel like if I am working on a night or on a weekend and there's not a really clear reason, like sure. If I was like, Oh, I went on a trip and I like decided to fly back on Monday and like now I have to work a little at night. Yeah. I get that. Or if it was like, I decided to do a fun thing I don't, can't think of an example, but it was like some friend had an event or like some fun plans or something. I did that during the day instead of work. But otherwise, like I feel like if I am working on a night or a weekend, like it is a sign I've mismanaged my time. Because it's right. like I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have so much work that I can't fit it into like a normal work week. I'm like feeling so guilty right now. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I just like. No, I know. I think it's also just the fact of like, it's not like my time is client's time that I'm being billed for. It's like the harder I work and the more stuff I do and the more blog posts I put out, the more money I'll make. Yeah, but I feel like even when it's like personal things, it's like, okay, I need to figure out how to like balance things better or what's important because the answer shouldn't be working at night. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast already. 
when I was in San Francisco, I was having this conversation with my friend Jackie and her husband. And I have a fundamental theory that there are two types of people in life, that there are work to live people and live to work people. Mm -hmm. There definitely are. We've talked about this, like, I think not on this podcast, just in life. I maybe I've mentioned it. And for the entirety of my post-college life, I have been a live to work person. Same. Like I'm kind of a workaholic. I'm very driven. And I used to think that anyone who wasn't was stupid and lazy. Not, I mean, not in those words, but like to really oversimplify it. Like I was like, wow, anyone who isn't working this hard is just like lazy and isn't going to get anywhere. And the, and the older I get, I was like, oh, I'm wrong. Like I want to, I want to not necessarily be a work to live person, but I want to have better balance. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this with my friend Jackie was, is a work to live person. And her husband is a live, live to, work. to work person. And she was like, I feel like I should be more. I think it's so important to be with someone who's different from you. But that- she, she was saying she was like, I feel guilty that I am not like a live to work person. And both me and her husband were like, no, this is this is better. It's way better. Yes. And so, yeah, if I am working on nights or weekends where it's like, I'm going to work hard regardless. I'm going to, like, think about work a lot, prioritize work. Like, it's like, I need to have boundaries. You're right. You're totally right. I agree. I'm really working at having boundaries. Yeah. I also will sometimes just feel like I don't have something really, if I don't have, if I don't have plans, I'll be like, well, I can just work. Yeah. And I have to get better. Be like, I don't have plans. I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to watch a movie. Yeah, I don't have plans. Good for me. Good for me. Instead of being like, I don't have plans. I can like put together this like my holiday gift guide strategy. Like, right. no, don't do that. Like, right. Step away from the computer. Right. I also think like you have an office, which I think is so good. You have it like separate from the rest of your. That was one of the whole reasons I wanted an office, so that it had a door. Like, mine is across from my dining room table. Right. So I can just, like, be walking around getting ready and plop down, like, blow-drying my hair and be like, oh, I'm going to take a break and look at my work email. I mean, that's my kitchen island, so it's not like it's totally... Yeah. Yeah, you usually have your laptop out there. Yeah, it's not like it's, like, totally fixed. Yeah. The other hard thing that I wanted to talk about was, like, managing the comparison trap. Yeah. And this is something... That I've recently realized that I really hate, which is why I put it in here. I'm curious what which comparison trap you mean. So I think that, okay, actually I think there's two that I want to talk about. So the first one is like, it's like you have the same number of hours in the day as Beyonce. Fuck that. Beyonce has got a housekeeper, Fuck a trainer, that. a personal chef, a so whole team of people, A, people making her look good, and B, people, like, organizing her life for her. Totally agree. Th- that meme makes me so angry. So it's, like, that on a very macro level where, like, I don't think my biggest problem is that I'm comparing myself to Beyonce. Like, <laughs> no, that's not it. But it's, like, you know, when you see other people who you're, like, oh, wow, like, they're doing so much, I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. And whether that's, like, in work or whether that's people who are, like, mothers and working and who like are just doing it all like there's something where it's like no fuck that where it's like at some point I feel like I am a very driven person and I'm like using my time mostly effectively like my problem isn't that I'm like oh wow I like I got sucked into Facebook for three hours and can't get out yeah same sure once in a while but it's not like that's not my problem is like procrastination so I think that that thinking really irks me Mm -hmm. and the other thing 
I don't know if this is where, where your head was going, is I can't stand the cult of busy. Oh, no, I know. And I I have a real problem because I am busy and I don't want to tell people. Like, I'm too busy, busy to do this. Yeah, Everyone's busy. Like, yeah. it's like, I don't know anyone who is cool and interesting who isn't busy. Same. Like, there isn't anyone in my life who it's like, oh, you know, that person is like really unbusy. Yes. Or it's kind of just like the baseline standard. So it's like, I hate when you see someone, you're like, how are you? And they're like, busy. Yes. I mean, I don't make that my answer when I'm talking to someone. And it's like, if first of all, that shouldn't be the most interesting thing <laughs> about you. If you're busy, you should have tons of things to say to that question. And yeah. I have totally said that before on this podcast and like other places. But it's also like, being busy isn't an accomplishment. Like you learn to use your time well and like either say no to things or like, Get your shit in order. Agreed. I don't know. I totally agree. I would like to be less busy, which has been my whole thing. I've been saying no and only making plans two nights a week, and I'm so much happier. Yeah. But also, like, busy makes you interesting, and busy is, like, a baseline. At least in New York City. Maybe not in other places, but... Yeah, we're all busy. Yeah. People are like, I'm busy. You're just like, cool. Cool. What about things that we've learned over the years? Like, I was just saying, like, five years ago when I... Was it five years ago? About five years ago when I left my job to go um, do this full time, I was saying yes to every press trip. Press trips are the most exhausting thing. Um, wait, can I just clarify something? It's a little bit of a tangent. It's a small tangent. Okay. I frequently see people getting upset with bloggers who are on press trips and they're like, she's on another vacation. Why is she complaining about work? If it's a press trip, it's work. Like, trust me, these people are scheduled from 8 a.m. till 11 p.m. They're trying to get content up. They're trying to edit photos, but they have like 25 planned activities and usually photo shoots and things. Press trips are the worst. I do not go on them. I say no to probably... Unless someone wants to fly me to Japan for a, a Japanese sushi press trip, like where we go to all the best sushi in Japan, I'm in for that. Like, please, Japan Tourism Board, invite me on your press trip. Press trips mostly suck. They're so much work. They're can usually I, not paid. And it looks like vacation, but it's not. Can I play devil's advocate here for a yes. second? I hear where you're coming from. I just want to clarify that because I feel like there's a lot of, like, people don't say that. It is. And I hear where you're coming from, but also, like going on a free trip where it's like it would otherwise you would have to save and like really plan for it and just like going on a free trip it's like I think it's a trade-off where it's like yes it's really hard but it's like also a really cool experience where it isn't just like suck suck sucks it's like some of them maybe or like depending on where you go but I think like in some cases like it is like a privilege to be given something that usually you would have to save for and some people would never be able to afford to like go do you're right and that makes me feel a little bit insensitive it's more that like you're with strangers most of the time you don't get to bring someone with you you're like on this and you're like on this so strict scheduled itinerary you don't have any downtime yeah and that's a trade-off where you're like hey i am not in a place in my life where i could afford to go to japan but like some brand is saying like i'll fly you there and it's like cool i'm gonna be on this like super oh yeah so that would be schedule and hang out with strangers and like that's a trade-off that i'm making but it's like i guess i get invited on ones to like mexico or places that i've been right so i think it's about like are you willing to make that trade-off or not and for most of them it sounds like you're not yeah and so maybe some of it is like getting to learning getting to a point where you like know what isn't isn't worth the trade-off for you but if you decide to go on it and then you like complain about how stressed you are it's like well you made the wrong decision you shouldn't have gone you're right and i don't go and i don't complain it's more looking at other bloggers and seeing them get shit and i'm Mm -hmm. like 
I feel bad for them because I've been there. But I guess why are they complaining in the first place? Like, if they're complaining, they shouldn't have gone. You're right. That's I don't know. Totally rational. Like, as someone who's never been invited on a press trip, like, I'm like, well. Yeah. Okay. That seems pretty cool. It is, but you just have so much work. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. So anyways, my thing was back a few years ago, I, if someone wanted to send me on a press trip, I was like, yes. If someone wanted to have a meeting, I was like, yes. Someone wanted to go for dinner. Yes. Now I'm like, no, no, no. Can we take a sidebar to discuss that your cat is like making love to my foot right now? Mine too. He's, I think he's just alternating between us, like rubbing his bushy tail across both of our legs. We sit across (laughs) from each other and he's like all out seductive mode. It is so intense. You're like talking and I'm trying to pay attention and he's just like, so like face butting my foot. Today was Lauren's first day and he's, she's new. So he... Um, was like hiding out in the bedroom all day because mm. he did, didn't trust her yet. Mm. And she's such a cat person. She's like, why won't he love me? I'm like, give it time. Okay, wait. So okay. biggest lessons, saying no. Saying no. Saying no so that you have more time. And that kind of that thing I said in the – it was two episodes ago maybe. Like just because not every minute of your calendar is accounted for doesn't mean you need to make – like fill it with with stuff. Yes, I love that tweet that you had from yeah. Kyle Plant guy the other yeah whatever Kyle Plant something I don't know it's a, I'll put it I'll put put a link to it, the tweet in the Facebook group because it was just it's it just was like so good I need to frame it and be like this basically just because your time isn't fully accounted for doesn't mean you need to fill it up with shit and yeah. like rationalizing that to myself is one thing and also rationalizing it to others because you get so many hey girl do you have plans this night and it's like. No, but my plan is, like, restoring. Yeah. Or going on a date or, like, seeing my friends spontaneously because I don't have plans. Yeah. So my biggest thing has been learning that, learning to say no. And also when you say no to one thing, you're opening yourself to being able to maybe say yes to something else. That doesn't just apply with your time. It applies with partnerships and things. Like, I can't take on too many sponsored posts a month or, like, my readers get really angry for, for for just reason. It feels like one big ad. So I have to be really careful and only say yes to brands that I love so that I'm not, like, filling, like, a sponsored ad slot with something I'm just medium on. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest lesson has been it is your job to fix this. Like, if you are drowning, nobody else is going to come save you. And I think that's even more true working for yourself. But even if you are working in a job where you work for somebody else, it's like it's your job to set boundaries. It's your job to raise the white flag and, you know, talk to your superior or to like redefine your job and like not be the superhero. Because I think when I was younger, part of me was just like, my not solution but like my way of coping with it was just complaining Mm -hmm. and so it's like you complain to your friends you are like oh my god and it's like nobody's gonna fix it for you and if you don't fix it you're just gonna get burnt out so it's like you need to figure out what works for you and nobody else is gonna do that you're totally right and I think that like I have become more proactive where it's like like I was saying before was like if I am working on night or on a weekend and there's not a good reason the answer is that like I need to reevaluate how and why I'm spending my time in ways that are forcing me to do that yeah um and I think earlier in my career I was probably more passive about that where I was just like my boss is a nightmare Mm -hmm. yeah poor me poor me yeah you gotta fix it right 
and you know maybe it's not totally in your power to fix it but like nobody's gonna be like hey grace do you have too much work <laughs> like nobody maybe if you have an exceptional boss they will but like nobody's gonna come and say that to you like if you are struggling with that like you need to be like in a one-on-one with your manager you need to be like hey I am really drowning I know and I think the other thing is like working for a company you have to know these things can be cyclical so it's like don't be too trigger happy where you're like I worked late last night we need to talk about this but you know if you're like in a cycle I think discussing it with somebody because the other alternative is that you get burnt out or you just decide that you hate your job Mm -hmm. it's like you need to fix it Mm -hmm. I don't know well so that leads me to another question I wanted to talk about what is your recipe what do you do if you either feel yourself getting burnt out or you like get to that point where you are burnt out I do something bad I turn into a vegetable for a day I like shut myself off from all people and watch TV or read on the couch, which is what I did on Saturday because I was feeling pretty burnt out. And do that's you, why I hurt my back. What could, do you have anything else if you don't have a full day or like that is the only thing it's like you need a full going day. to yoga, like taking that one hour to go to yoga is like so helpful for me because I feel like moving your body helps. And also just like there's like you, my class usually has a little bit of meditation in it. So that is hugely helpful. I know I have more um taking a bath mm-hmm. or just being like you know what this is not urgent like even if and this like kills me when I don't do it when I do this but like even if I don't have a blog post written for the next day I'm like you know what this isn't going to change the world like just go to bed yeah go to bed yeah because then, then I just end up being resentful or the blog post ends up sucking because I just wrote it like at midnight to like get something up yeah so I think baths yoga and just like being like fuck it and going to bed mm-hmm. are my big ones what about you um I would say two things so I think one is proactively scheduling downtime which when I worked in an office usually meant vacations because it was harder to step away from something if I was at in New York yeah. on a weekend so you know like kind of regularly having and it doesn't need to be an elaborate vacation but just like having things planned where it was like scheduled downtime because I think that also gives me something to look forward to mm-hmm. um and then like even just having a weekend away like really help, helps my mental state it doesn't need to be like a week vacation mm-hmm. so I think things like that a few times a year and then um one tip that I picked up from Hitha who was a podcast guest which I really like is she said that she takes a half day every Wednesday and I, I don't do this every week but if I feel myself where I'm like wow I'm really overwhelmed I'm starting to feel burnt out mm-hmm. I'll schedule myself a morning off and just usually for me that means not setting my alarm clock it means like going and getting a bagel or probably something not that healthy for breakfast like maybe it's reading or like maybe it's you know going to the grocery store like doing the errands that I haven't taken the time to do and usually if I can do that and I know that this is like a very self-indulgent thing because most people work for a boss and they can't just be like I'll be in at one on Wednesday Mm -hmm. but like during the week taking a half day it usually doesn't even take a whole day where it's like if I can just start working at one instead of nine Mm -hmm. 
I feel like that helps a lot. I really like that. I um I did that on Friday actually. I didn't start working until like eleven and I just let myself sleep and then I read for a little while and I felt so good and like just I felt like I really treated myself. It was like I took like three hours off of work. I know, and that was what Hitha said and it struck me as like really novel where it wasn't something I'd thought of before. And like even just having the permission to be like, Oh yeah, if you feel yourself starting to get burnt out and you have the ability to take a half day do that and like sometimes that's enough like it doesn't need to be a week it doesn't need to be a full day like it's just like cool yeah I need some me time I'm gonna take a beat three or four hours is sometimes enough totally I think the other thing is like when I did work in an office was taking a night off and like I have definitely been guilty of working nights and weekends and the reason that I have this rule is because I used to be really bad at this but it would be like okay I'm going to make a list of the four things that like or however many things four is arbitrary that like world on fire I need to do tonight and everything else no because sometimes you just get like stuck where you're like I have so many things to do and it's not that like all of them are important it's just like the sheer quantity of tasks yeah and so separating out like the things that actually have urgency being like I'm gonna do those and then that's it for tonight I like that too so last question on the time management is there anyone that you get tips from like are there books or podcasts or instagram accounts that you look to for advice not at this time do you have any i have a couple yeah so um i like marie forleo i found her because of katie Storino. oh yeah i like her but i haven't implemented any of her advice advice so i feel like a fraud being like oh i love her um so there's a couple people that I follow on Instagram who their whole account isn't about this, but they do sometimes give tips. So Hitha is one of them, Hitha mm-hmm. Palapu. I feel like she will sometimes talk about like very practical strategies for like, I mean, she even has her marriage check-in or things yeah. like that, but she will talk about structuring her time or whatever. Um, also, Alicia Ramos will sometimes talk about time management and productivity. I like her feed a lot. And she, on her stories mostly, and she is the founder of Girls Night In. So I really like her. Um, The other podcast that I will, I subscribe to, but I don't listen to every episode is um, the HBR Idea Cast. It's the Harvard Business Review podcast. And they talk a lot about productivity and it's always very well researched. So I've picked up like a lot of very interesting tidbits from them over the years. Okay. Well, where they'll, they will have like organizational behavior scientists come and talk about like, how does checking email throughout the day affect your productivity or how does not taking vacation days affect your productivity? So I, I will check into some of those and I, I do think I like the productivity and the women at work ones more than like other ones. So I don't listen to everyone. I'm going to have to check those out. And there's so many. They've been podcasting for years. Okay. I would say those are the only ones. I'm actually really interested where if you do have good productivity books, accounts, podcasts, we'll start a thread in the Facebook group. I would actually love more things in that vein to I would too. I would love that. Yeah. So we've managed our time okay. Let's get out of the out of the time management and into our obsessions. Please. So my obsession this week is Ilya's eyeshadow. I feel like every week I talk about Ilya in some way. Ilya's natural, right? Yes. So okay. they are a natural beauty brand. You can get them at Sephora. You can get them at Faux Lane. Their products are just so good. They work the way that 
non-clean products too. So their eyeshadow is my latest obsession. I use a NARS brush and I dip it in like a little bit of water and I apply the eyeshadow wet and it's just so pretty. It stays on all day. Like it's, the payoff is really good. The pigments are great. I haven't hmm. found a, a natural eyeshadow that I have liked yet. Interesting. I also like their, like there's so many products that I like, but I'm just sticking to the eyeshadow as my obsession today. Okay. The warm palette is so pretty. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, mine is Four Weddings and a Funeral, the new Hulu series that Mindy Kaling produced. Oh. Have you watched it no. yet? Okay. So yesterday it was raining. It was Labor Day. It was raining. My friend Rachel was staying with me and we were like, let's just lay here and watch something. And we started watching it. It is so cheesy in a good way. Okay. Like it's every rom-com cliche. It's like, it is, it's cheesy, but it's like, it's great. Okay. I've probably watched five episodes. I'm very invested in this. Cool. Very easy to watch, like bingeable. Come into it. Recommend. What about on Instagram? So mine is this Instagram account that Jess Kirby referred me to. The other day, she's like, I just feel like you should have this girl be on your podcast. And I don't know if we will. But um, her Instagram handle is Peruse Project. She just moved to New York. She has really cute content. But she's really into fashion and books. And her feed is just very cute. She has great style. She's always reading. Um, I just like her stuff a lot. So I um, highly recommend interesting mm-hmm. i'm looking at her right now and i think we were on the same press trip for where you go bernadette but i didn't meet her oh interesting yeah um mine is this account called liz and molly and molly is spelled m-o-l-l-i-e and it's these like little cartoons that are mostly about work so actually it like fits in very well to this episode and i wasn't trying but they're so funny i feel like they like speak to my heart um, I love this. I like the one that just says, why would I go big when I can go home? I know. it's They're really funny. Mm-hmm. The leading cause of this, of stress, my brain. Yeah. I really like them. Yeah. So that's mine. What about books? What are you reading? Okay. So I also read We Came Here to Forget by Andrea Dunlop, which was one of the books that you said last week. Oh, my God. It's like one of the best books that I've read all it's really good I loved it and I was actually really skeptical because I don't love thrillers and it wasn't a thriller as much as it was kind of just like suspenseful Mm -hmm. but it also had like a love story it had like this really sweet story about she falls in with these new expat friends like oh I really liked it Mm -hmm. so we came here to forget by Andrea Dunlop two thumbs up from me and then I'm still reading The Wedding Party by Jasmine Guillory. I keep putting it down to screen books for the podcast. So that's still on my mm-hmm. my radar. It's really cute. I can't wait to read Jasmine Guillory's new one, which we just got our hands on. Gotta finish this one. I know. She really pumps them out. She, she does. writes more than a book a year at this point. What about you? So I just finished Graham Norton's book. We're having him on. Is it next week? We're having him on the next couple of weeks. It's called... The Keeper. And to be honest, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like, he's this TV show host that's, like, famous and amazing, but, like, can he write? The answer is yes, and he does it well. He gets – he just has such a great understanding of human nature. So, like, the complexity in his characters are amazing. And he also writes so well from the perspective of a woman. So he writes – from the lead character's perspective and also her mother. And it also gets kind of dark and twisty, and there's, like, this – like kind of weird kidnapping thing that's like really crazy. So I obviously love that because I love a thriller. 
Then I also read before that, I read Lisa Jewell's The Family Upstairs, which is a very creepy, very disturbing thriller. I obviously loved it. Lisa Jewell just goes so dark. Like her books fuck with your head, which I like. And then what is I'm reading right now is you read this, but um, my advanced copy of Christina Lauren's book, Twice in the Blue Moon, which I'm loving right now. Her books for, are for me like just they're like eating candy or dessert it just like it feels so good i just get so happy (laughs) that's a good way to put it it feels like i'm just doing a treat for myself and it's not even like candy because you don't feel guilty it's just a treat and if none of us say her their books i know that it's two people people are going to dm me and be like it's not one person it's two well (laughs) it's two if none of those books struck struck your fancy struck your fancy you should read along with us. Even for, if they did strike your fancy. Yeah, anyone should read along with us for our September book club. We're reading American Royals by Catherine McGee. Ugh. It just came out last week. It's YA, but it's not super YA-y, if that it's makes like sense. It's like YA for adults, I think. Yeah. Um, she's the same author of the Thousandth Floor trilogy. This book is modern day. It is um, set in kind of an alternate universe where instead of being the first president George Washington was the first king so America has a monarchy and so there's like a royal family there's um the oldest daughter is a princess who's getting ready to ascend the throne and then she has two younger siblings who are kind of like causing trouble mm-hmm. it's twins. great oh my god it's so good there's romance there's drama there's intrigue it's super feminist i i read it a, a couple months ago i'm going to reread it before a book club but um I want to say I read it in one sitting. It was so addictive. It's so good. I did the same. Pick it up. Please also buy tickets to our live shows and our new New York show. Yes. Badonpaperpodcast.com slash live. And if you would like to keep up with us, we are on Instagram at badonpaperpodcast. And please come to our Facebook group to share productivity tips with us. Yes, please do that. Help me. And we will see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.